0: Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 500th and second episode of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective. Our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. You get your daily reading from – excuse me, no daily reading yet. Um, I'm still building a site. Maybe somewhere down the road there will be a surprise, but uh, until then, uh, just stick with me and stick with the show, and I'll let you all know – when I will be opening up a website, or will I be joining a uh, site late? So I'm not going to basically start any, uh, you know, intro monologue. I probably will be, but um, yesterday's debacle in Guadalajara against Honduras, a game where in the semifinals of qualifying is the actual final for the CONCACAF Men's Olympic Qualifying Tournament. The championship final, of course, is just a formality. It's a formality to win a trophy if possible. We all know in this type of situation, in this type of situation, the semifinal match is the most important match ...in a tournament like this because it is that match that puts you and allows you to qualify to participate in the Summer Olympic Games. Now, when you watch this game on Sunday, you would have to say that what you saw was incredibly poor. Now, granted, granted, you saw a team that was just basically inept in what they were doing on the pitch. Completely inept on how to get the job done. How is it possible to have this team, which we all thought was prepared, and unfortunately they were not, they went out and they laid a giant egg. And let me just say this, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just say this. I have never, ever seen a national team performing so terribly, so bad, so disgustingly horrible like those kids were doing tonight, or should I say last night, at the Estadio Jalisco. It is, without a doubt, the worst team that I have ever seen being prepared or not be prepared to go out and perform the way they did. For the last many, many years that I have been watching this sport, it is unbelievable how, absolutely, how in the hell that these kids, all of a sudden, they could not muster a solid attack going forward in the opening 45. And then the debacle at the start of the second half, that debacle continued when David Ochoa was basically left to defend himself when he had the ball when the back pass happened and the attacker in front of him knew about him and he was forced to clear a ball out that hit the honduran and somehow bounced spectacularly into our open net and basically called it a night now jackson yule delivered a hell of a shot to make it 2-1 pulling one back but at the end of the at the end of the 90 minutes once again the failure to qualify for the summer olympic games has come upon us you know was jason Christ the uh the best head coach or the best coach to help these kids perform was Jason Christ the right person to go out there and lead these under 23 under 24 players the opportunity to march into the Estadio de Lisco or the Estadio Akron down in Guadalajara Mexico and say hey This is going to be our tournament. We're going to qualify for the Olympics. We got Jason Kreiss. And Jason Kreiss is going to lead these kids to the promised land, which would be Tokyo, Japan. You know, I'll admit that these were the best players available All of them were from MLS academies or playing with MLS sides. Some of them are probably, you know, uh, first team players like Jonathan Lewis of uh, the Colorado Rapids, Justin Glad of Real Salt Lake, Jackson Ewell of the San Jose Earthquakes. They have no excuse for that performance. None whatsoever. It is just a sad day, a very, very sad day when you have these kids not performing at the level that they should be performing. And, you know, you can question if there was a potential handball. You could say that there's a possibility of... Uh, it was handled in there the Honduran player knew that he had to put it in somehow and he probably did it illegally unfortunately uh, uh, through CONCACAF there was no VAR in this which there should have been but you know unfortunately we don't control these VAR situations CONCACAF Uh, You know, you're trying to become a a better confederation, a more competitive confederation. And at the same time, you're trying to be up with the times with, you know, video assistant referee. MLS has it. I'm assuming Liga MX has it. The Premier League has it. The Bundesliga has it. The Serie A, I believe, has it. I don't know if La Liga in, in Spain has it, but... You know it should be coming soon, if it is, but that's neither here nor there the The point I'm making is, is that Jason Christ just did not do the job he was supposed to do. He did it halfway. You win the six points. you scratched out a victory over Costa Rica you put out in the second half a four spot on the Dominican Republic okay you know let's see what happens maybe you find a way to win the group against Mexico even though you coughed up uh, the only mistake of the match you lose 1-0 alright you're gonna take on Honduras you thought you're gonna take on Canada no you're gonna take on Honduras and then, you froze. No sense of urgency, no sense of coherentness, no sense of stringing up passes to get an attacking run going. And when there is a sense of an attacking run, you killed it yourself because the pass was not good enough. You allowed Honduras to, inter- to intercept. You've allowed yourself to lose the ball so easily Heading towards the end line. And at that point in time, you're thinking to yourself, some way, somehow, when are the kids going to wake up? When are they going to wake up and find a way to make all of this come true, to go to Tokyo, Japan? And then the 44th, 45th minute, before you even get the first half stoppage time, allow a goal to happen one nil Honduras the back pass to David Ochoa and no other defensive player in a US shirt is anywhere near him nowhere near him and you allow a Honduran attacker to block his clearing pass allowed to block Ochoa from booting the ball down the field. And the ball goes spectacularly into our own net. And now you're chasing the game. And while a great shot and a great goal by Jackson Ewell, too little, too late, no matter how much time you had left in the second half, it all went for naught. It all went for naught. Now, I will admit, the referee did the U.S. no favors on the phantom foul called on Jonathan Lewis. How do you call a foul there? I have no idea. How do you allow a foul to be called where Jonathan Lewis did not interfere with with the defender, He was able to pick the ball off from the defender's feet. The defender actually was lazy enough that he thought the ball was going to go over the end line for a goal kick for Honduras, yet Jonathan Lewis found a way to take that ball and make something positive happen, yet he was thwarted by the referee who said to him, no, you just committed a foul. You will not continue to have the ball. And that, my friends, is the type of game where the referee has influenced himself. But the truth is, the referee did not influence himself into the game all the way from 0 to 90. It was that one moment where maybe something magical was going to happen and nothing was going to happen. You know, CONCACAF is cruel. CONCACAF, if you do not play your cards right, you're going to get burned. You're going to get burned and you you know if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to burn yourself, the referee will burn you as well. But in this case this was self-inflicted. This was self-inflicted all the way from 0 to 90. The United States did not perform at their best The tactics were wrong. The formation was wrong. Everything was wrong. You had a chance to break this schneid. Two consecutive cycles of Olympic qualification... Not going your way. And then you had the big opportunity... To go all the way. And you couldn't do it. You just could not do it. Now... It is three cycles in Olympic qualification in a row. Adding to the FIFA World Cup itself by not going to Russia. So if you really think about it, four international tournaments outside of the Confederation for the Olympics, for the World Cup, everything... For not. All because we think we know what we're doing. Now, I would like to defend U.S. soccer just a little bit. Don't worry. Don't worry. They have plenty to blame and plenty to be blamed for their their actions here. But let me just explain myself for a moment. And I want everyone to understand where I'm coming from. As soon as the final whistle blew and the United States was eliminated from the tournament and they weren't going to be going to Tokyo and they were not going to be performing in the final everyone started throwing out there's no promotion relegation there's no pro rel this is why they failed this is why they don't know anything and all I can say is is that argument, for now, is flat-out wrong. Let me say this right now to everybody here. And I'm not arguing or arguing against that we do need promotion relegation in American soccer. I'm not saying we don't need it. I've been on record saying I do believe we need it. And I do believe it should be happening very soon, but here's the thing that I want everyone to understand: Look how inept England has been in the last several years and the last several world cup qual you know the World Cup cycles until the World Cup in Russia, England has been absolutely piss poor, yeah. You can qualify for the World Cup. You get basically the easiest schedule and the easiest opponents all the time, and you can qualify as group winners, but you can't do a damn thing in the World Cup. You either get eliminated in the group stage or you get eliminated qualifying for the second round, and you can't advance any further. Even in the Euros, they've been absolutely poor. Even in the Euros, they've been absolutely poor. Yeah, they qualify for it, but they couldn't do anything in it. That is what I'm trying to make you guys understand. This is not about promotion relegation. This is about poor coaching, poor tactics, a system that our kids unless you're a dual citizen, unless uh, you find a way to get onto Greg Berhalts' radar, that's the only way you will understand how to play his system. And at this point in time right now, U.S. soccer is not at fault. comes to the level of you know, you gotta hurry, you gotta your life is on the line, you gotta play hard, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. I think they play hard regardless. The situation right now on the club level means nothing on the international level. What you need to do what you need to do is go out. And play your butts off. And understand what the situation is. And how you need to get yourself motivated to go out and play. Even with promotion relegation, England did not do well. Until this past World Cup in Russia, where they went as far as the quarterfinals. um, And England did very, very well. But as I've said this many, many times... Many, many times. There's a time and a place for an argument for promotion relegation to be thrown in into the league systems. There's a time where you cannot throw it in because it makes no sense. This is a tournament. This is a national team tournament. You should be told from day one, from day one, we're going for gold. We have to work on g- reaching our goals. we got to reach the semifinals. And once we get to the semifinal, we have to win that semifinal. And we have to go to the Olympics. Winning the tournament is secondary. Making the Olympics is very, very important. And it has to happen. It has to happen. And if you cannot do it, if you cannot do it, properly then why are you there I'm going to continue on this ramp if you want to call in and uh, on this show and give me your thoughts as well 646-929-1823 646-929-1823 but let me just you know once again once again promotion relegation means nothing when it comes to international competition when you're fighting to go to the Olympic Games and what's even worse is that not a single player on this under-23 squad came from the NCAA, did not come from Clemson, did not come from uh, Florida, Rutgers, University of St. Louis, Michigan, USC, UCLA, did not come from BYU, did not come from Nevada, did not come from Syracuse. They have all come from MLS academies, starting players on MLS senior sides, they all came from major league soccer. That's what makes this worse. This is how it makes the whole thing worse, is that it came from MLS clubs, straight from MLS clubs. And all I can say right now, all I can say is is this, that this has been a complete and utter failure of U.S. soccer not qualifying for the Olympics in three straight qualifying cycles. And instead of the next four years, it's the next three years coming into this for the next Summer Games. The next Summer Games. When you look at the senior men's national team and their epic failure of qualifying for the World Cup, we all know what the real reasons were. We all know that some of these players transferring to Europe born in our country but been living in Europe for all their lives now they're part of our national team. And you have to admit it. They're doing a great job. They're doing a heck of a job right now playing in Europe, playing for some of the best teams in the world. Conrad De La Fuente, Serginio Dest for Barcelona, Weston McKinney for Juventus, Christian Pulisic for Chelsea. And then... A bunch of Americans in the German Bundesliga and they're doing a job they're doing a fantastic job and some of our MLS players are actually playing strong as well maybe need a little more work but they're playing strong So in all of that, but now, now, these friendlies really don't mean much now because now these players are going to have to go for World Cup qualifying in September. And that starts September. We don't know what the roster will be for the Gold Cup. We don't even know what the roster is going to be for the uh, CONCACAF Nations League semifinals and finals. So all you can really do is just hope and pray. That they get the stuff right. But right now they haven't. And every American soccer fan is outraged. Outraged of what has been a huge disappointment. The next... Summer Olympics will be played in Paris in 2024. And then after that, I don't know when that will be, as I take a look here. trying to see where it's going to be in 2028. At the moment, we don't know where it's going to be, but we all know it's going to be in Paris. But let me just, you know, once again, not to lose track here, U.S. soccer right now is at fault. Blame has to go around. The current president of U.S. soccer is Cindy Parlow. Cone she is now the face of the game in our country but what we saw going through the whole Carlos Cordero situation is that the president of US soccer is just a figurehead they just stand there and look pretty whether it is a male or a female while the board of governors of US soccer are actually running the sport so if you want to put the blame if you want to sharpen the finger of blame at somebody for this debacle who do you who do you uh, you know point your finger at Cindy Parlo-Cone, or do you point your finger at every single board member of the U.S. Soccer Federation? Because I am just completely upset and disgusted from what Carter Krishnire and I saw last Sunday evening. At the Estadio Jalisco in Guadalajara, Mexico. You know, I, I get these um, tweets, texts by people telling me, well, U.S. soccer thinks, you know, or this person thinks Christian Pulisic is going to be better than Lionel Messi or whatever it is. no, 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 no. No, you, you cannot come to me, inform me that people believe that the players that are coming up through this through the system of, of American soccer, yeah you have to compare them to Messi. You can't do it because there is no comparison. What Lionel Messi does is basically something out of outer space. That is a true magician. That kid, that that player, and even I know this. I know this much better. Messi does things I wish an American player would do. They can't do it. I mean, you want to compare maybe Clint Dempsey, maybe Landon Donovan, uh, Eddie Johnson, Clint Mathis. You, you know, you're good to go. But there's no way you're going to tell me that our players are equal to or at the same level as Lionel, as Lionel Messi is because that's just flat out wrong. Lionel Messi is a man and a monster. That will be in your nightmares, just like he does to Barcelona, just like he does to Brazil, he will take you down all by himself in so many different ways. I will always believe in the American player, but I'm telling you right now when it comes to a player like that you just have to sit back and say look i'm just going to watch how he destroys us and then you can tell me later on uh you know tell me what our guys can do to play like how he does cuz as of right now there's no way in hell our guys can play like that No way in hell our guys can play like that. Even when Messi is at the age of forty five and he can still play and perform and be at a high level like he is right now. Yeah, you're dude. You're 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 doomed and you're dead. There's no way it's gonna happen. But where does the finger of blame to be pointed at? What is going on? Why are we not doing the job that's supposed to be done here? Why? Tell me why we are not doing the job at U.S. Soccer to make sure our players reach their potential into the next level. Why? You know, it's just frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Because you believe, you believe going out there that our guys have the opportunity to play with some of the best players in the world. And yet, at the moment, you have two players in Barcelona, two players... or should I say a player in Italy at Juventus doing a job that, in all honesty, I'm I'm happy, I'm thrilled, I'm excited. Very, very excited to see what they're going to do with a player like Cristiano Ronaldo in Weston McKinney at Juventus. Even if it was, if it was at Real Madrid, I would have been so excited to see this happen. But once again, I understand you have to play opponents like those from Europe that you're trying to prove to the world that you can go out play with the big boys and take them down. But once again, what confederation are we in? Where are we performing confederational tournaments for the national teams? The under-20 tournaments to go to the under-20 World Cups? Qualifying for the Olympics, qualifying for the World Cup, play our confederational tournament in what part of the world? North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. We are residing in Concacas. We cannot go to Europe. We cannot go to South America. We are in CONCACAF. And as of right now, if you are watching what CONCACAF has been doing, making their confederation more competitive than ever before, making this confederation, equal, from top to bottom, you are seeing right now, if you are really, really watching this, you are seeing these these national teams performing and saying to themselves, yeah – we can knock out the United States, we can knock out Mexico, we can knock these guys out. Mexico might be a bit harder, because at least they know how to play, at least they know the mentality of going to win. They get a little too arrogant for their own good, but they know how to play. They know how to take on an opponent, and they know how to tear them up chew them up, and spit them out. So far, we don't know how to qualify for the Olympics. We don't know how to qualify for the Olympics. And we don't know what we have to do to get this thing done and get this schneid broken. Because at this point in time, it is an absolute disgrace to see these kids, the necessary six points, advance to the semifinals, and then just throw it all away somebody forgot how to coach it's unbelievable what's been going on here and you know what you you have to give Honduras tons of credit from getting the necessary amount of goals to beat the US and now they're going to be heading to Tokyo to play these games Many questions need to be answered, and the question is, can U.S. soccer answer those questions? Can U.S. soccer truly answer these questions? You know, I don't want to bring up what happened with me uh, two years ago at MetLife Stadium after a uh, game between the United States and Mexico, of course, the United States lost to Mexico three nothing. Actually, Mexico beat beat them handedly. I try not to talk about that day because you know what I admit. Maybe. Maybe I felt flustered within my own situation because my father passed away about a month before uh, a month after that game. Well, I should say a month before that game, he passed away due to Parkinson's. Maybe I still felt hurt. But you know what? I analyzed that uh, performance, and I thought Mexico was the better side. Yeah. I said Mexico was able to do a couple of one-touch, two-touch passes. I said to Greg Berhalter. And uh, what did you try to do in the the first half and when uh, you got to the locker room at halftime? What did you say to the kids over there in the locker room? I, mean, I thought I asked a pretty damn good question. He got upset. He got flustered. He thought I was trying to find something to you know, be negative towards Tim, which I wasn't. But if that's what he thought, so be it. But since then, you know, even I, look, I, I came on my show, and you know, I, I tried to apologize to him for my, my, you know, the question I asked him, but the truth is, what was he upset about? The truth? The absolute truth that the players that we had on the field were just not good enough against a rival? I mean, if you, at that time, you're trying to find the best combination of players to go out from MLS and to play their best in a friendly. But it's usually not a friendly between these, our two nations. And so I asked the question, and he got flustered. And, of course, me... You know, whatever. It's fine. It's okay. Probably not going to be doing any more men's national team games anyway. And that's fine. That's that's okay. You know, if you can't handle someone like myself, granted, I'm not on ESPN. I'm not on Fox Sports. I'm not on uh NBC Sports Network, NBC Sports. I won't be on CBS through Paramount Plus now. You know, you consider me a blogger. That's fine. But the truth is, I'm a professional. I have always viewed myself as a professional because I have been in the sports news industry. See, you you don't know this, U.S. soccer, but I championed you. I championed you to the sports media. And now because I dare criticize, in your mind criticize, uh, Greg Burhalter. You know, my my voice does not count. My opinions don't count. How dare I even mention this stuff? How dare I even ask this question? I've been thrown out. Fine. Fine, I'll be thrown out. It just goes to show that no matter how much I have been professional, and no matter how much I've even asked the question, how dare I even ask the question, all I'm saying here is simply this. If I am not, in your eyes, professional enough… Well, then what's the point? Are you going to throw out ESPN or Fox Sports? Are you saying their situation is more credible than me? Fine. Grant Wall, where is he now? He's no longer with Sports Illustrated, yet he has more clout, I guess, because he still loves to be a part of soccer and U.S. and all that other fun stuff, and that's fine. I don't care. I don't care. But I have some clout too. It may not be with a big boy network or a big boy newspaper. But the truth is, I have a voice. And I know when something is not right. I know that there's a problem. And it has to be solved. Looking at someone who's been in the business for over 20 plus years, not just writing, podcasting, but watching, writing, viewing to NBC News affiliates across the United States and Canada across their nation. That's right. This is what happens when you work at a sports news service. You have to go out there and perform at a high level to make sure, to make damn sure everything is going the right way. Because of what I'm doing now, I'm not considered professional enough. Fine, so be it. That doesn't mean I'm not a professional. It just means that a professional, so-called professional company won't give me an opportunity to work with them. That's all it means, U.S. Soccer. What I have seen, I am very, very unimpressed... I'm happy that our players on the senior level are improving, playing in Europe, but when it comes to the national team, everything is not what it seems. It is just an absolute disgrace of a performance of what we've seen. It is very disheartening to see this national team falling apart at the wrong time. Is U.S. soccer going to do now when it comes to the Olympics? Are we going to recycle an MLS coach? Are we going to basically say, you know... Oh, this is nothing. It's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, we still feel we got a great chance of, of qualifying for the World Cup. And then we're going to have the World Cup on our, on our shores in the next four or five years. And we'll be co-hosting it with Mexico and Canada. So honestly, we're fine. Are we? Are we really fine? Are we actually going to claim that everything is fine? You know, when you go out and you see these players or these federations basically saying – we have a problem here, and we have, to fin- we have to nip in the bud, and we have to improve ourselves. We have to look at ourselves, and we have to get better. This is not how we normally do things. And right now, U.S. Stalker has been failing miserably for the last three, six, was it four... Eight, twelve, sixteen years, I guess, because of the three Olympic tournaments not qualified and now losing out on the FIFA World Cup in Russia back in 2017. Is mediocrity now the most important thing to U.S. soccer? Are we finding the right players within our country? You hear all these things going on. You hear these stories either through Fox Sports or through ESPN. And you also hear it from independent writers as well. Well, this has been more than just about You know, uh, can we make the sport popular at all in this country? The sport is popular. It's working. Now we need something to get American soccer fans excited for when it comes to qualifying for these tournaments. And when you're not qualifying for these tournaments... This is the end result you get. CONCACAF has been improving and improving and improving themselves that every single nation has an opportunity to knock off the Giants. I don't know how much more we can say this. I don't know how much more we can talk about this. I don't know how much more you can go out and say that there's something wrong here, and it needs to be fixed as soon as possible. Game shows, because why? Because I'm here to give you all information when the big boys can't do it. To give you the proper voices to tell all of you this is where we believe, not just as fans of this sport, but fans of the game in this country. We give you the most important information out there. This show gives you that opportunity to have your voices heard. And the truth is, if I was given a better opportunity, I would be on a better platform. I thank Blog Talk Radio for allowing me to be on this platform. But the truth is, can anyone else give me the platform to use my platform for their platform and go and speak? Because as of right now, I don't think they're listening. I don't think they're listening at all. I don't think they're embarrassed enough. You know... But women qualified for the Olympics, and congratulations to them. As I said on my show last night, they have the mentality to go out there, and they are telling their opponents, no matter where they come from within the confederation, where they come from outside the confederation, no matter what tournament it is, we're coming We're going to take you down, we're going to take you out, and we're going to embarrass you, and we are going to make sure that we qualify for these tournaments. Because why? Because we are the USA and we will take you out. That's all you ask for. And if you can't do it because you were beaten by a better side, then so be it. There are no real opponents within this confederation for the U.S. women. Mexico? Fine. But what has Mexico done in the women's game? Nothing. And I'm not saying they're a waste of time. I'm just telling you they've done nothing. The Canadian women have been a damn good opponent. Truthfully... They've given the, our, women, our, our women fits. The difference is that they know how to win. They know how to perform and how to play. And when it comes to the world for the women's game, the entire world for the women's game, you can, you know, at the time, it was only Norway, China, and us. For the women's game. Now the Swedish. The Swedish are improving. The Germans are improving. But in the last two World Cups. It was our women. Showing the dominance. Again. All of the World Cup stars. All those star badges. Will be on the women's. National team jerseys. While. Our men's national team jerseys will remain empty England will still have their star Brazil will have their stars just not going to do it on their home soil Argentina still has theirs Uruguay has theirs Italy will have theirs Germans will have theirs when will we be the first nation outside of UEFA and Conmebol to win a World Cup Probably never. I don't know if an African country in CAF or an Asian country, a country, AFC, will be the ones to do it outside of Europe and South America. But you know, I want to be the one to stand up on the top of the mountain. I want to stand on top of that mountain and I want to tell the rest of the world we have arrived. Now we've officially made it. We, the American player on an American national team, we have won the World Cup and there's nothing you can do to take it away from us. Sure. We can qualify out of the group stage. We can hope and pray that we can have a big run, get to the final, and win it. We're not there yet. We don't know when we'll ever get there. But I still would love to believe that we will be able to do it. But if our federation is going to stand in their own way and make it feel like it's not going to happen. Well, they're the ones that are at fault, not us. It's really, really interesting when you see the ineptitude of trying to qualify for an international tournament within your own confederation, and once again, you just can't do the job. Do you follow Taylor Twelman, he had a great, great video on his Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, this will do it for this special edition of the 14th Fire American Soccer Show. This is my rant. U.S. soccer's got to fix this. We're still not all the way back. And hopefully we will be, because right now it's a complete and utter disgrace. For three straight qualifying cycles, the United States has not qualified... For the Olympic Games, and now, of course, from the loss of qualification to Russia, we are now 0 for 4. Join me on Friday night, NPSL Soccer Show, and then next week, we get to not only another Four Fire American Soccer Show, but CONCACAF Champions League Review. My name is Daniel Forerstein. Thank you for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care so long and bye-bye for now. Have a good night, everybody.